Miss A got a lot to say On all the things we go through within the day Politics, dating, recipes, traveling And yep, of course, I'm the karaoke queen Hip-hop. I take no L's, I'm always booking flights This is my lovely lunatic Leo life Kaboom, guess who steps in the room This is my lovely lunatic Leo life Kaboom, guess who steps in the room The S.A. I had posted that I was looking for a podcast studio. Two hours after I posted that, I'm walking home, minding my business, feeling a vibe. All right, all right guys, so this is upstairs at the podcast studio that I'm looking at. I'm having a meeting in a few minutes. I'm so excited, like, look at the details. This place is so neat. This is the podcast studio. She's in there, so I wanna go get, look at this grass wall. Okay, if you come on my show, we're taking pictures right here, okay? This is it, this is beautiful. I just love the whole ambiance. It's the most beautiful podcast studio. The dopest vibes. It's so freaking me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the one and only Miss A, and I welcome you here today. And I have a special guest, as always. And now this one is a special, special, I would say VIP special guest, because she allows us to use her studio and to flourish and to shine. Miss Tawanda McKeecher. Oh, <laughs> she always practiced it all day, okay? No, did I say it right? Ma- say no. Again. Makeecher. I mean, yeah, that was cool. Makeecher. Cool. Tawanda. Tawanda from Empowerment Studio, the woman who put it all, her and her daughter, yes. put it all together. Welcome. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on this show. Of course. Um, and ever since I met you, I've been so happy and thankful and for this opportunity. So, me, myself, on behalf of my guests as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you, because every time somebody comes into this studio, the first thing they do is like, oh my God, I love this place. No, seriously, like it's a whole vibe. So thank you. That's the goal. Um, we wanted it to be a whole vibe. Uh, like I even remember the first time I met you, you were like, I was walking down the street and I just knew this was, I was like, this girl, I just love your energy. I love your energy. Yeah. Extra. And I found the phone number before I was two blocks away. I don't know how I Googled, I Instagrammed, I Yelped, whatever I had to do. And I got the number and I t- I was already excited because before I got here, like I said, I had a feeling mm. and then you answered the call. Yes. That changed my life. Mm. <laughs> Seriously. We're glad to have you here, though. We uh, really, really are. Like, you bring a lot of energy here. Thank you. Know, you know, just even just with the whole podcast. And I'm like, listen, Adrian is the podcast guru. Like, you got questions about podcasting? Ask Adrian. They be asking you stuff. I be like, listen, I opened <laughs> up this joint. That don't mean I know all about <laughs> And I'm glad to help if anyone has questions because, honestly, I'm just learning it myself. I was yeah. always into internet radio, so I had other people doing the whatever we have to do now it's just me doing it so Mm -hmm. I'm still got a lot to learn but I still have a lot to share a lot of knowledge to share Um, and I actually talked about that in a couple episodes ago about um, tips on starting a podcast so you also want to start a podcast yourself have you started or I actually did you know something funny I started like 2018 maybe it was it 2018, I think, wow. I, did, I actually did a podcast, and I, I did it with some other women that I had. I was interviewing them. I don't think it was the right time at the moment because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't enthusiastic about it. Mm. And maybe it's because I did not have the studio. 
There you go. And I was doing it over the phone, and I was just like, this don't feel good. It yeah. didn't feel genuine. Like, I need people. Yeah. You know, I need to reach out and touch somebody, okay? Exactly. You exactly. know, so it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't feel authentic, but now I feel like I have this space here, and just the energy in here, I see what you do. Like, when I come in here, and I, I watch your <laughs> stuff, and I'm just like, yo, she is so dope with it. I was like, yeah, I'm getting me a podcast. Thank you. A podcast. Listen, you ain't the only one that got a lot to say. Right. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> see, and she, yo, she, you are, you inspire me, too, because the way you, you're not afraid to let me know, like, how you feel about me and what I'm doing. And, you know, sometimes you have times in life where you feel down and you're like you're not sure if you're doing the right thing even though if you know it like I know I'm supposed to be doing the right thing but it's not going at the time that I want it to go yeah. at you know what I mean so you actually are a transformation coach and author and a speaker mm -hmm. so you speak to women about these kind of insecurities all the time right all the time How, what got you started into being this person that's helping all these women like what made you want it what brought you to this level girl <laughs> from the beginning my life how wow. about that like i um i always tell people i was my first um i was my first client because my life was a mess thinking about all the things that i had gone through you know from um being born to a, a mom who was she just turned 14 by the time she had me wow. so which means that guess what oh. you know she was just getting out of her just matter of fact she just entered into teen years yeah. you know and thinking about being a mom, you know, uh, she didn't have a, a mother to raise her because my grandmother was killed when my mom was five years old. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So by the time my grandmother was killed, she had already had seven kids. So just imagine. So my mom had to go and live with her uncle who had five kids. I think eventually had four or five kids. So you got like 11, 12 kids in the household. Wow. Um, so... Not a lot of love, time, and attention being doled out because that's a lot of kids. Yeah, you know, too to much be. to be. So, you know, my mom did what she did or whatever, and guess what? Here I am, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I grew up with a lot of, um, I grew up with a lot of insecurities, you know, um, and throughout my life, um, being sexually abused, mm -hmm. um, homeless, domestic violence, you know, all of those things, the things that I teach women about are ultimately things that I went through. And so I did my work. Um, I, I had to grow. I had to change my life. You know, I have, um, I have two daughters who ultimately, they're watching me. You know, my oldest daughter is 30. My youngest is 17. And I needed to make sure that I sent them the right message. Right. You know, it, it wasn't a matter of, okay, do this, do that. I can say one thing, but they're watching how I'm living. They're watching what I'm doing. And I needed to make sure that I'm sending them the right message. Yeah. So that's ultimately how I started this journey. And then I looked out and I saw other women who look just like me, who look just like you. And I'm not talking about in the, the physical sense. But I'm talking about our issues, our ailments, mm -hmm. all the things that we carry around, our insecurities, all of those different things. And I said, okay, well, I wonder if the journey that I went on would work for other women. So then I started teaching classes. 
I've rented the room at the library. Wow. You know, I've called a couple of my friends and I'm like, hey, this is what I want to do. And they looked at me like, okay, we don't know what this is, but we know you. So if this is what you say you're going to do, you're going to do it. Right. Um, and that's how it was born. And that was back in 2007. Oh, about 2007. So it's been a long time. Yeah. So the the longer you do it, the more, the bigger crowd you're bringing. Have you ever, like, when you first started speaking, was it something that you kind of try to doubt yourself a little bit? Like, did you want to fall back from it? Like, okay, I can't tell them my business. Yeah. Um, when I first started, honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. Let me tell you. You see how... You got your notes right. <laughs> so this is what I this is what I did when I first had the kickoff event. I had notes, and I'm like, yeah. After this, I'm gonna say this. Oh, and then I'm gonna hit them with this. Right? I had all <laughs> my notes. I was like, and then oh, I'm gonna say this. I got to the event, and child, my notes was on the bed. Oh damn! They was on the bed. <laughs> so I had to just speak from my heart. But by the time I got finished, they was like, girl, you was preaching. See, sometimes it's better. You left it there for a reason. Exactly. And ever since that time, I don't speak with notes. Notes trip me up. Yeah. I've been looking at the paper and I swear I wrote Chinese because I don't know what it's yeah, saying. Yeah, I, so I, I agree. I just speak from my heart. And so you have a nonprofit organization or two, right? It's not even a nonprofit anymore. When I first started it, it was a nonprofit because, girl, I just want to help the people. Okay. <laughs> <Cheryl>. <laughs> Helping the people costs a lot of money. Helping the people costs money. And I didn't understand. That. <laughs> um, I was a front office, a back office, a side oh, office, my goodness. you know, trying to figure out how we're going to pay the rent, how we're going to get money in. I was the teacher. Damn. You was okay? doing it all. But let's not forget, I'm still somebody's wife. Hey, boo. Look, <laughs> and I'm two kids' mother. Wow. So it's like, yeah, this ain't gonna work. Not like that, you know. So, and I still had to keep my, I had to keep my day job, you know. Um, which is ultimately also how I even started this because by trade I'm a property manager. Okay. And so I started out doing affordable housing, and so the tenants were supposed to be in my office paying rent. Child, they in there like on therapy the couch. It was therapy session. Okay. <laughs> I believe it. Because I'm trying to understand why you can't pay your rent. I'm going to need you to sit down and have some conversations with me. Mm. You know, and before I knew it, it was women, woman after woman, just coming in my office and we were having these conversations. And that's when I, honestly, that's when I knew that um, that God had given me a gift to be able to speak life, you know, to be able to speak to women. And it's been on ever since, you know, um, there are good days, there are bad days, there are days when... You know, I have to fall back. There are days when I'm like, oh, girl, don't forget about your husband. You know, <laughs> like, oh, I got to take the kids to school, you know, wow. stuff like that. So it, it becomes this thing where I'm juggling, yeah. you know, so. And sometimes you can't juggle too much. It'll stress you out. And but one thing that I love is that even though you're speaking to so many different women, like you're changing lives one by one. You know, each woman you spoke to, to you, you spoke to five women. Each of those five women left with a whole nother perspective of life, mm-hmm. maybe change their ways, even doing better for their kids. You know what I mean? So that is a lot to carry on sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, if you put it like that, or if you think about it like that. So have you ever felt like you carried people's energies or do you need therapy to go through helping so many people? Well, first of all, I don't need therapy for other people. I need therapy for me. <laughs> Tamana got her own stuff. Okay? Uh, I got my own stuff that I had to deal with and work through. Like, you know, I didn't understand the, 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 not the point of therapy because growing up, it's like, girl, you just go to church and you pray, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus going to fix it. 
But what happened when Jesus don't fix it? <laughs> That's a real thing. I'm like, I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. And there were a lot of things that for all the work that I did do, there was still a lot of work that needed to be done. You know, um, and that's what therapy came in. And so I did go to therapy. You know, I did speak to somebody and it was so the, the, the revelations um, that came from that, the healing power that came from that being able to to share. Mm -hmm. Because I think ultimately at the end of the day, people just want to feel like they've been being heard. Yeah. And you like they're not the only one. Exactly. So it wasn't even therapy. <coughs> it wasn't even therapy like that I needed to go to for other people. It was therapy that I needed to I needed to do my work because if I'm going to if I'm going to pour out, I need to be full. Mm -hmm. You know, I cannot pour from an empty cup. I need to do my work first. And what I do is I just take people on the journey that I've gone through. I can't take someone somewhere where I haven't been. Right. And that's so that, that's all I do. That's true. Mm -hmm. Wow. Were you ever, I saw some pictures. Were you like in the medical field, like EMT or something too? Oh, before? you saw my doctor's role? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. That's another <laughs> thing to add to the list. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I'm not a doctor, but I, I consider myself a heart specialist. Okay. And so the picture that you saw was me in a robe doing surgery on the soul. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so I like to get in character. Okay, love, that helps. I love a good character. That people pay attention. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and so you have, to, you have to meet people where they are. So when I, when I teach, um, when I do workshops and things, it's not just, okay, me sitting here talking to you or I'm giving you a bunch of handouts or any of those things. Like, no, I'm, I'm in character and I am making sure that you have an actual experience. Because it's one thing if I tell you what the problem is, mm -hmm. but it's a whole other thing when you discover for yourself yeah. what it is. So what I do is God has given me the ability to be able to facilitate the process. And so all I am is I'm an agent, you know, I, I'm a vessel to be able to allow people the opportunity to just see themselves. All I do is hold a mirror up to you. Wow. That's it. Wow. Excuse moi. <laughs> now I need some help because I feel like I'm I'm a good speaker too, you know. I haven't really had many speaking engagements. You did give me my first speaking engagement not too long ago. You were the best. <laughs> you, you, you did your thing. Thank you. You represent it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the only thing that honestly, when you have the ability to be able to stand in your authentic self, that's all you can do. Yeah. Don't try to be anybody else, don't try to do it like anybody else, don't try to talk or say it like anybody else. Just stand in the power of who you are and that's exactly what you did. And I try to do that every day. You know, I've, I'm done pretending. And I'm glad you brought that because that leads me into this. Um, I actually posted a picture on Instagram, my lovely lunatic real life. And it was a picture of me at 10 years old. And I had like a goofy face on. I was doing some kind of goofy thing. Looking at the picture, you're like, this little girl is so cute. She's so precious. She's so cute. But at 10 years old, I hated myself. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a town where there was only a few black people in my elementary school. I used to want to be white. And I wish my name was Tiffany. Oh, like, I, okay. yeah. Not Tiffany, okay. <laughs> Tiffany, <our> girl. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it's funny because somebody from school sent me that picture, and I was just like, oh. But then I felt the sadness of the mm. little girl. So I want to speak to younger, like little girls that were like me, who felt like they were ugly. You know, boys didn't like me. I was always a friend. I was chasing boys around in elementary school. You know what I mean? Like. Because now I feel like it's even worse because of social media. So they need somebody to talk to them and let them know, 
I grew up feeling this way and look how dope I am now, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, I wanted to kill myself at 14 years old. Yeah. If I would have did that, I wouldn't be here to be able to help people find their happiness or live their best lives. So it's, I feel like it's important for young girls. I want to go to schools and speak. I don't know how to start the process or what to do, but mm -hmm. I feel like it's important that they hear from somebody and who still kind of feels young you know I might be 40 soon but I don't feel like I'm about to be 40 I still feel like I still got the young vibe where the kids will listen to me you yeah. know what I mean yeah so I would like I don't know if you can help me getting into that life or how to go about doing it but I definitely think it's important for young girls to feel like you're beautiful no matter what yeah not getting into that life though she like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that <laughs> You know, you can help you get into that life. Um, that that life really is, um, it's about the life that you are living. And like you said, because remember when I just was talking about taking somewhere where someone somewhere where you haven't gone. Mm -hmm. You've gone through that journey. You yeah. know, that, those 14-year-old pictures, like I remember those pictures. You know, sitting there as a little girl with a little, I have, I have this dirty brown, um, brown color hair, right? when I was younger and my mom used to give me a curly kit. Wait, let me just, I'm gonna digress <laughs> I was like, a curly kit? A curly kit, right? <laughs> a, a jerry curl. Oh. But now, do you, did you see this thing they call, talking about a Gina curl? Gina curl? Who the hell's Gina, first exactly. of all? Exactly, <laughs> first of all, when I saw the process of what they were doing, I was like, that is nothing but a jerry curl. I had a jerry curl when I was a little <laughs> girl with these little red rollers. Yes, I had the red rollers because I was bald head. Oh, okay? so I had the little red rollers. But I remember, like you said, looking at those pictures. And, and it takes you back to when you were that age. Mm -hmm. And we were so, honestly, and I, I can relate, so insecure. Yeah. Um, and we didn't know. And like you said, having those thoughts like, I don't want to be here feeling like I'm ugly, feeling like nobody wants me, like, you know, all of these things. And so that is a message that needs to be driven home, you yeah. know, because I think most people feel it. And now what you were mentioning about social media, social media, everything that we go through is heightened now. Oh, so man. everything that we feel is heightened. So there is there there's FOMO. So there's that fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. There is jealousy that's heightened. There's hmm. envy that's heightened. There is comparison. All these things are heightened because it's on display. But what people don't realize is that people are only posting their best picture. Facts. Like I know. Y'all see my picture, right? <laughs> Y'all only getting a good one. But what you don't see is that it took me 15 pictures to get that. 15 pictures and maybe two filters. Mm. Let's not talk about the filter. That filter life is I, ridiculous. I'm obsessed. If I don't have yeah. a filter, I feel like I look old as hell. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. So it's like we are comparing our real life through a filtered lens. Just imagine that. It's not real. What we see online, it's not real. People have the ability now to alter reality. Yeah. And so how do you compare your real life to an altered life? And that's the message. So what I would say to you is if you ultimately want to get into the schools, then you, you put together a curriculum, put together a talk, put together what your specialty is going to be. Think about, you know, the programming that you want. We need to do some of that here. Maybe you can run a class here. There are schools down the street. Kids can walk here. Yeah. You know, there's there's always something that can be done. When I first started, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know what I was doing. All I knew was that 
this is what I wanted to do. I knew that this was the call that was on my life. Mm. I didn't know how it was going to be. I stepped out on faith, and God honored that. No. It's, it's the obedience part, being obedient. Um, the thing that uh, keeps you up at night, inevitably, it's the same thing that wakes you up in the morning. <laughs> it's that call. It, it, it's the thing that will not leave you alone. Right. So when it's like that, that's the thing that you have to answer to. And it's your purpose, too. You can't run from your purpose. No. You know, and once I you, mean, you can run. True. You you can run, but you will not have peace. Right. Exactly. It won't work you out won't that well peace. for you. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I mean, I think that's amazing what you're doing, and you know, it takes time to own hone your craft, and so I know it's been a few years, but you here, you glowing up, and you mm -hmm. allowing others to glow up just by this studio alone, like. Even me just meeting you through here, I didn't know half of what you've done already in the works. You know what I mean? So there's another person you're inspiring right here to do better and to feel like I deserve to feel pretty and be creative however I want to be creative. There's Amen. no judgment here at all in the Empowerment Studio. That's right. You know, and I've met some wonderful women. As a matter of fact, I do need the contact for the woman who has her television show. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I, I do need to talk to her. Yeah. I was mad I had to leave early that day. Um, but She'll be here tomorrow. Oh, good. Okay, yes, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow at... or. Oh. <laughs> well, by the time they see this, it'll be over. It'll be over. Yes, yeah, but it's right. very important what you're having tomorrow. It's She Matters. She Matters. Okay. Did, um, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, she matter of fact, She Matters actually came from, it, it's twofold. Because remember when we were here and we were, you, the first time you spoke here, right? Um, and during that moment when I was speaking to... Um, a group of young um, Africans from Africa that were here. Um, and the Empowerment Studio got chosen as one of the businesses that they would um, visit. While I was here working with them, empowering them, and speaking to them, the Supreme Court was overturning mm. Roe versus Wade and literally in that moment changing women's equality. And I couldn't understand it. And someone said to me, you know, while you were there, this is what was going on. <laughs> and for two days I sat um, <clears throat> and I didn't really know how to feel. You know, I could not sleep because I'm like, what does this mean? Like that was, it was a hard pill to swallow. You know, as a woman who had exercised her rights to do whatever it is that I want to do with my body. Mm -hmm. That's my choice. How do you tell me that I no longer have that choice? That's crazy to me. I, I, my, it, it's something that my mind cannot even understand. And so I said, okay, well, if I'm feeling this way, I said, I wonder how many other women are feeling this way. I said, and we need to be able to have this conversation because yeah. collectively as women, we need to be able to process this major blow that was just given to us and our equal rights and women's equality. Like, I don't understand that. And so I reached out to an organization called Spinach Chapin, um, and they're actually a pregnancy choice organization, and so they work with families and children. And I asked them if they were interested in partnering with me to oh, be able to nice. have this conversation. So um, <clears throat> they're partnering with me. Um, I have um, assembly women. I have pastors. Wow. Um, I have um, women who work in the community who are all coming here at the Empowerment Studio to do just what we do. 
Empower. That's the whole goal, to be able to empower. And we need to be able to have those conversations. We need to be able to let women know that, one, that we do have a voice. That, that there is power in our voice and we need to be able to, to assimilate mm -hmm. to have those conversations so that we can understand what this means. And not only what does this mean, but how do we move forward? You know, um, Dr. King says, you know, <clears throat> injustice um, anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So while here in, in Jersey, we may still be able to exercise our right. Our sisters in Mississippi, right. Texas, all those other states, they don't have that. They don't have that. And so it opens up the door for a whole host of other conversations because then what are our alternatives? What exactly do we do? And just because it's happening there, don't think that we're immune to it right. because we are not. And that's the goal of the conversation. And the conversation is she matters. And so it's yes, she does matter, mm -hmm. but these are she matters, matters of the heart. Wow, that's important. That's very deep. I did um, an episode in my first season about an abortion I had in 2016, mm -hmm. but it took me a long time to talk about it. So it wasn't something I could just talk about. And then in um, this season, episode one, I spoke about it a little bit. But from that first episode, when I talked about my abortion, so many women, people I knew mm -hmm. and people I didn't know, reached out to me and thanked me for being open and honest about what I went through. You know, because some, sometimes it's like a whole, they put something on you if you had an abortion. So it's like you're not, you're considered like not a good person or whatever. And I showed people like I felt like I was a bad person mm -hmm. for years. Listen. By you giving voice to it, that's what removes the stigma from it. Because then other women can look at you and they can see yourself, see right. themselves in it. And so it's the same thing when I teach, when I work with women. We have a whole list of, of layers that we deal with, right? Mm -hmm. And one of them is abortion. And I talk freely about the abortion. And I'm going to say abortions with an S. Because I've had more than one. Mm -hmm. And I think about times in my life where what, I think about what was going on. And it's like, okay, I am not ready for another child. Or I'm thinking about, okay, I don't want to have a child with you. Right. You know, mm -hmm. all of those different things. But those are real things. And then what happens is you carry that, that stigma around. And you wear it as if it's the, the, the full essence of who you are. And it's not. It was a moment in time in your life that you grapple with because when you walk into a clinic, whether you do, don't, or whatever the case may be, that's not an easy decision. No. <laughs> that's not something that you take light. But it does not diminish who you are. And that's what happens when you go through different things. And it's not even just with abortion. If you've ever been, um, if you've ever been molested, if you've ever been in, you know, through sexual abuse, any of those things, they rob the essence of who you are. They, they, they take something from you. And when I, when I tell you one of the reasons why I work with women on, on esteem, and because I, I dealt with that. I dealt with that. You understand? Mm -hmm. If there's something that happens to you when you've been violated, and, 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 most, and most people don't know um, the, the, the fullness of how women's souls ache, how much we, 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 we cry at night and the things that we go through all because we're trying to piece ourselves back together. Right. And so in the process of us trying to piece ourselves back together, we're dealing with contention 
from one another. Right. Oh, gosh. Like, how does that work? Because I am you. And you are me. You know? Um, And if we get an opportunity to really, really talk to one another, we can see that we're more alike than we're different. (laughs) We really are. That's so true. Yeah. I agree. But like you said, some people don't want to take the time. They'll be jealous because you're able to talk and be honest and open versus them. You know, like people, little things cause big jealousy. And but that's this is work, though. You understand? Yeah. What I'm if you if you see someone who's able to to stand in her truth, you best to know she did work. Yeah, it's you not don't, easy. You don't wake up like that. I don't care. Beyonce, I don't care what you say. You did not wake up like that. Look, no. Um, you don't wake up like that. You you grow into that. Mm-hmm. You have to lean into that. And you accept the parts that were yours. Because not everything is 100% somebody else's fault. How we respond to it also, we play a part in that. But there are some things that happened to us that wasn't our fault. Right. But when we can acknowledge those pieces, um, we can start putting them back together. Mhm. This is this is a good conversation, Miss Tawanda. Okay, Miss. <laughs> wow. So now you have a couple of books out, don't you? I have two books. Yeah. Two books. Okay. Um, uh, Life Recycled mm-hmm. and Twenty One Day Transformation Journey. Yes. What are they about? Okay, so a life recycle is basically just explaining to you what a life recycled is. So when you think about something being recycled, right? We think it's junk because mm-hmm. we just put it in a recycle bin. We just drank some water. Or we just had some, some, you know, some finished with some papers or boxes or whatever. And we're done with them. So we throw them away. Think about a life being recycled. What people threw away. When people tell you that you aren't anything, mm-hmm. that you'll never be anything, that because your life was here, because I didn't finish high school. You know, because I dropped out in the 12th grade because I didn't have anywhere to live. People will throw you away. Yeah. And they will dismiss you. Don't dismiss me. Don't count me out because you don't know what God has for me. So a life recycled is is about giving your life. You'll hear me say a lot about God because I love God. As you should. As we do. Because he helped save my life. You know, gave, gave me that foundation. And so... When I talk about a life recycled, it's you giving your life to God and it's allowing him to take all of the stuff that you went through in your life and you trade it in and he gives you beauty for your ashes. Mm. He can take all of that stuff, what we think is junk. And I'm like, okay, how do you use the fact that I was molested? How do you use the fact that I had abortions? How do you use the fact that I was a high school dropout? How do you use the fact that I was homeless? How do you use all of that? And turn it into something. Well, evidence, look around you. Okay. Okay. Look look at the things that he's used me to do. So if God can do that for me and he's no respecter of persons, he can do that for anybody. Mm-hmm. And so that's what a life recycled is. And um, the 21 day transformation journey is me taking you on a journey <coughs> for 21 days. I love devotionals. Okay. So I love I love writing, I love journaling. So I created a daily devotional which you read every single day. It's something that you read every day okay. for 21 days. Uh, you answer a couple of questions, you get an opportunity to journal, okay. and by the 21st day, it gives you a new perspective. 
The whole oh, goal nice. is designed to be able to give you a new perspective. And it's based off of you because you're writing and you're journaling. So uh, it's based off, off of you exactly. Like I'm giving you, um, I'm giving you a daily lesson. And so what you're doing is you're extracting the information from the lesson and then you're applying it to your life. And every single day, it's helping you to be able to peel back layer after mm. layer. Because a lot of times we, we only know what we know right. until someone else gives you a different perspective. And then you get an opportunity to be able to say, okay, well, I didn't think about it like that. Mm -hmm. And so then it gives you, it helps you to reframe your thought process. So that way you can be able to enter into different situations differently. Okay. So I like that idea. So it's also like a workbook too. Mm -hmm. It is a it's workbook. A workbook. Yeah, and it's called, it's the 21 day transformation journey lessons for your soul. Lessons for your soul. Lessons for your soul. I'll put that down there. And they can get this on Amazon. They sure can. Both of them. Well, the, the, a life the first recycle. one, a life recycle, as a matter of fact, you actually can. I don't even really push a life recycle anymore, honestly, because I'm so in love with the 21 day transformation <laughs> journey because it just goes a little bit deeper. I feel like the, the first one was me kind of like getting my feet wet and trying to understand that whole publishing thing and okay. putting myself out there because I self-published. Um, and it was one of those things was like, ooh. We did it. Like, I did it. Um, but then by the second one, it was just like, okay, yeah, I did it. Yes. I did it. Yes. <laughs> See, that's another inspiration. I'm also, well, I put it on pause, but I was writing a memoir. Mm -hmm. um, it will be a three-book memoir, actually. And um, I need you for that, too, to help me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I started writing it, but now I'm focusing on my podcast. But that's something else that has to get out there, too. It's about like the last 10 years of my life and what I've gone through that led me up to this moment now, okay. you know, and hopefully at the end they'll have a love story. So I'm still working on that part, but okay. you know, <laughs> you got to finish story. the book with a, a beautiful love story. <laughs> so, um, again, you and your daughter put this place together mm -hmm. and I wanted to talk about the relationship between you and your daughter because you're talking to women, you're empowering, empowering, empowering women. <laughs> And, you know, me and my mother, we don't have such a great relationship. You know, we're still trying to work on it to this day, but we've never, even when I was younger, it still was a little bit rocky. So you and your daughter working together, you guys seem to have a beautiful relationship. Is it like putting it together at this place? How was it or did it help build your relationship even more? Because this is a powerful place. Well... It's interesting, and, and you talk about you and your mom, too, because I feel like sometimes with my youngest daughter, that's how it is a little bit. Mm. So my youngest, she's 17, uh, and it's kind of like we clash a lot. So it's like I'm still working on, you know, working with her. She just the other day, she said to me, I did a workshop somewhere, and she was there, um, and she, she finally said to me, she was like, oh, Mom, I'm so proud of you. She was like, yeah, that's my mother. Aww. And I never heard her say that. You know wow. what I'm saying? So it, it can happen, you know. But my oldest daughter, me and her have always had a really, really good relationship. Now, if you think about it, both of my children are 13 years apart. Wow. Yeah, they're 13 years <laughs> apart. So my oldest daughter, who her name is Karee, she, she had me for the first 13 years of her life. So we did everything together. True. You know, it, it was just her. She was an only child. So we were able to build that relationship. But when it came time to open up the studio, one, she's very creative. 
so she makes wigs. She's always been artistic. Um, she's the kid that draws Mickey Mouse and designs on my wall. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? You know, um, even as a, a five-year-old child, she's interior designing and moving furniture wow. in her in her bedroom. Like, wow, at five, right? Is redecorating her room. I didn't do that till I was like 26. Yeah, this, this girl, and I didn't pay no, I didn't pay any attention to it. You know, I didn't think of it like, oh, okay, that's a gift. This is what she's, you know. But I didn't realize it until maybe a couple of months ago. She opened up her studio. She opened up a hair studio because mm. she she makes wigs. And so her studio was beautiful. And I looked and I was like, this is beautiful. Fast forward a couple of months later, I had an idea to be able to open up this, this studio. And honestly, what you see here um, in all the rooms, even upstairs in the lounge, it was not my idea. Wow. I just needed a place where I can teach classes. All I wanted to do was just get women together, teach some mm -hmm. classes. So all I needed was tables and a TV. I'm good. <laughs> she came in and she supersized the whole thing. She was like, no, we're going to do this. And I'm like, well, how much is that going to cost? Because okay? <laughs> all I wanted to know right. was how much it was going to cost. And then before I looked up, it was like, Ooh, about $20,000 later and I'm like wait what <laughs> but you know what um, I wouldn't change it it the, the the space is so it's so beautiful when you walk in yeah. um, the, the vibe seriously of it, um, the, the lighting the natural lighting that comes yes. in here is the is everything the upstairs the empowerment lounge like all of that was her every time I turned around she wanted to buy something new um, <laughs> She just she just bought a um an air hockey table. What? Oh, it's supposed to be Liddy. Yeah, she just she, she's doing these wow. events on Friday oh, nice. night. So it turns into see this is the empowerment studio by day. She turns it into studio after dark at oh, night. Oh okay. okay. <laughs> I hope I get VIP up in there for the singles night. Yeah, so you know, cause she's like, Mom, I'm about to find me a man. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. And this is a perfect place to have that event. That's so cool. Yeah. Well we gotta promote that too because for our singles like me, we yeah. need to find our men. Yeah. And actually, one of the um, students or one of the young leaders that came from Africa, mm -hmm. she was asking me about this wall, which I'll show y'all the wall. And she was like, what is it? What was the meaning without showing their eyes? Yeah, when you left, they were asking me that question because we did a Q&A session too. And it, it's so interesting because when we were looking for, um, when we were looking for the backdrop for what we wanted that wall to be, we found all kind of stuff. So there were, it was going to be flowers. Mm -hmm. It was going to be like um, greenery. We were trying to figure out what. And then one day my daughter was online and she was on Etsy and she came across this picture. Mm -hmm. And mind you, ever since then, she hasn't been able to find it. Really? She came across this and she sent it to me and she was like, Ma, I have the perfect, I have the perfect thing. And she sent it to me and I was like, that is it. Wow. And when I saw it, it, it has all of the characteristics of all different types of women. And the fact that they don't have eyes, it lends you to see you. Yes. That's, That's the part that I love. That when you look at it, you're looking at it, but you're actually seeing the representation of who you are because you can tell a lot through a person's eyes. So I didn't want women to look at it and to see other people. I want you to look at it and I want you to be able to see you. I love it. It's beautiful. And I, that's a good answer. 
<laughs> you guys. <laughs> now I know what to say to people, but no, this is it's amazing. This place is beautiful. You can rent it out. We can rent out the podcast studio. And so it's strictly for women, but men can come to the event men, though. Men can come. Um because they can't, men can't just come and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I want to have a, I want to have a party or I want to do this. No, my brother, you got to get your own. Look, no. <laughs> In wanted, a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, no, I wanted a space, honestly, where it could just be for women. Sometimes, you know, when you add men to the mix of things, it turns into something different. And I wanted it to be an empowering space. I wanted it to be a safe space for women to grow. You know, where, where you come here, you feel empowered. When you come here, you understand that the conversations that we have here, they stay here. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted you to be able to feel like you can, you can let your hair down. Um, if you wear a wig, girl, you can take it off in here, okay? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so I wanted it to be that type of space and I wanted to be able to create um, that type of environment and so that's why it's the empowerment studio for women but men can come men have been here you know um, people have events and of course men come it's not like men can't come listen mm -hmm. we love men I got men okay <laughs> listen <laughs> so men can come but the whole design of it is to be able to help women empower women to do the things that we want to do good how did you see it taking off so fast no I didn't. I have honestly, okay, I had one other thought in mind that I was just going to work with other women who wanted to teach classes and be coaches and they were going to pay this whole membership and, mm -hmm. and it was just going to be that and then we would have a calendar. Okay, you get the first week, I get the second week, you get this day, I get that day. It sounded good in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good in my head. And people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, I like that. But nobody was buying it. Nobody was mm. signing up. I was like, y'all don't want this? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing wrong? Yeah, exactly. So I was, at first I started to get a little sad because I was like, well, if somebody introduced that to me, I was like, I would want that. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, Tawana, you do want it. That's why you built this. Right. But then. Someone said to me, well, do you rent it out for, for a brunch? And I was like, no. My daughter was like, um, yeah, we do. I was like, <laughs> I said, okay, well, yeah, we do, mm. right? So then people started having brunches and, 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 and parties and, you know, within reason, you yeah. know, because it's still, you know, um, residential slash commercial. But um, it's just been, it's been the most amazing thing. Like every week we are literally like booked and busy. Wow. And I'm just like, okay, God, come through. Right. So you weren't actually thinking big enough. I wasn't. You I'm weren't not, thinking I'm big not enough. Don't, yeah, don't, don't tell <laughs> but no, I was thinking small. Listen, we always do, we do that as human beings. We don't think big enough sometimes because we're thinking either it's going to be too much time, too much money, or you're just not even literally thinking too much, you mm -hmm. know? And then... When it happens, it all comes together and you'd be like, wow, I did this, mm -hmm. you know? So it's amazing. I didn't expect, as I was putting my podcast together, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just know I like to talk. Yeah. The dancing thing came thinking after like the first episode, you know, like maybe I have my guest dance in my theme song. I didn't think about that. No, I was, wait, can I just tell you that I freaking love that dance song. <laughs> I was at home, y'all. Mind you, I don't got no moves. I only got one, two. That's it. That's all you're going to get. But I was like, oh, I'm going to be on the podcast. Let me practice. I was like, hey, Miss A, got a lot to say. Hey. I was just like, 
girl, you better get it together. You on tomorrow. So I was trying to practice my moves. So I don't know what that intro going to look Ooh. like, girl. But listen, I gave it all I got. Okay, I gave it all I got. Just know I'm going to hook it up as I always do. Okay. My editing skills <laughs> comes into play. I'm still learning. but No, you dope. I'm still good. editing skills. I feel like, Thank yeah, you. make me look <laughs> Yeah, we definitely got it. We definitely got you. Okay. We're going to get it popping. And I don't know why I just said that. I Sometimes I say things that I hate, like, well, I'm going to get it popping. It's cute, it's, though. I know, but when I say it, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm corny sometimes, too. So I'll be like. But that's just be who you that's, are. That's me. I am. <laughs> Um, so where do you see the studio in about five five years? Dag, five years. Well, according to everybody else, because within one week, I think I had got two or three messages and calls like, when are you opening up the next studio? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Ooh. And I was just like, first of all, I'm trying to get this studio together. <laughs> <laughs> like, so y'all talk about other studios, but then it really honestly... It got me to thinking, and it, which is part of what you were saying before, playing small, thinking mm -hmm. small, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about it, you know, in terms of what this brand looks like, what this The Empowerment Studio brand looks like, look like. And that's kind of where I am. Um, it, does this grow uh, past here? Mm -hmm. Because one, the capacity is only but so much, right. you know. So it's like, does that mean that I open up other studios and other places? Like, I don't, honestly, I don't know. And, you know, people sometimes think like, oh, yeah, my five-year vision, my 10-year vision. Mm. Y'all, I'm not going to sit here and hold y'all. I don't have that right now. <laughs> Me okay, neither. so I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, because, you know, I'll be so fascinated. People are like, yeah, in five years, I see myself. And I'd be like, good, because I'm trying to see myself tomorrow. Right, okay. okay. I, I really don't know. Like, I dream, and I dream a lot. And sometimes in my mind, my dreams scare me, you know, but I can't even really say, okay, yeah, I have this big lofty dream for this or whatever, because I really don't. Honestly, wheels have You'll to see. see, you know, what, um, what come, what comes from this, you know, but one of the things that I definitely do want, um, uh, I want more people to podcast because I want women to be able to understand the power of their voice. Mm. So I, I, I do want that okay. to happen. Um, and I just want to see a lot more um, events in terms of the creativity, content, mm -hmm. um, helping women to really, really, again, I'm big on helping women to understand their voice. But before we can even get to the point of them understanding their voice, there's a lot of healing that has to yes. take place that stops people from standing in their, <coughs> um, standing in their authenticity. So if we can, if we can start to stand in our authentic selves, then that will give so much power I agree with that 100% because like I said it took me a long time to be able to talk about certain things but I had to heal and go through my own journey and then once I'm finally able to talk about it I can express it to you more to help you get through it yourself mm -hmm. you know not just the same situation as me but some other kind of situation that kind of relates to what I'm talking about right. so that's that's beautiful that's beautiful yeah do you have anything else you want to promote um I want people to come by the studio. If you are in the New Jersey, New York area, come check out the studio. Yes. Honestly, it is really for real, for real, for real. It's a whole vibe here. Um, you looking for somewhere to get your, 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 your creativity flowing. Just walking into the space. I've never seen anything so, um, so powerful. Like I come in here to work sometimes and I'll start over in that corner. 
and then I'll end up in the podcast room. I'll end up upstairs <laughs> in the lounge. I'll, I'm all over this place because it's just that creative. So come and join the Empowerment Studio. Um, it's, it's really a great space. It really is. And this place, honestly, it gives me such good vibrations that sometimes either when I'm here doing my podcast or just walking in or even walking past, mm -hmm. I really kind of get choked up a little bit. Like I'm not even trying to be extra. Like I really get choked up, but it's like happy choked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm so happy and grateful that this place even exists. Yeah. So it, it would be one day when you're able to spread this place all over, maybe all over nationally, who knows? Like, just know it's going to be so many people like me and the people that you've already spoken to during your lifetime. Mm -hmm. You're making a huge difference and a mm -hmm. huge impact. And again, I got to thank you. And I'm going to keep thanking you even mm -hmm. when I'm somewhere doing something greater than what I'm doing now. I'm always going to thank you. Wow. Praise God. Thank God. You know, <laughs> thank God that I was able to, to just step out. Um, to step out on faith. Yeah. Because that's ultimately what this is. And sometimes we... We get scared, and we don't always know what that looks like. Um, and fear is real. Fear is real. Fear is, fear is real. Um, you know, sometimes if, if you wait for the fear to leave you, you won't do anything. Mm -mm. You have to do it in spite of fear. That's one of the reasons why we have courage. Yeah. We wouldn't need courage if it wasn't for fear. You know, so we just have to just do it and take a step and... Um, shake all the way and cry all the way i don't care let just it out do it. yeah and again even if you're scared sometimes that's the inclination that you're on the right path you know as long as you don't stay in that fear-based place for too long you can be scared you can cry you could be nervous it's okay to have those emotions just don't sit in it for too long you know and your dreams will come true mm -hmm. what she said <laughs> and on that note, we are out. Thank you again so much, Tawanda, for coming on my show and again for allowing me to have this space. Thank you for having me. Um, this was beautiful because I was wondering how you have a podcast in my studio okay, <laughs> and have all these other dope people up here. And I'm like, okay, when is it going to be my turn? Okay. <laughs> when she asked that, and I don't know, like, I really don't know. It was one of those things like, duh, why aren't you on my show? Because it was obvious. It was just like, you're just here, you know. But listen, this is really, really cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. And we out, y'all. Peace. That was beautiful. How long did we do? I was I was practicing it so much today. <laughs> <laughs> Why you didn't call me? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can't dance, but I know those instructions.